Welcome everybody to the PALCAST podcast brought to you by Yusuf Al-Jamal. I'm a refugee from Gaza and I'm very delighted to be joined today by Helena Kuban, the co-host of this podcast. Helena is joining us from Washington, D.C. We are also um, joined by producer Tony Graves from Ireland. Uh, we're very glad to have you. He's from the Eco Chamber podcast. And we are running this podcast on Palestine and the connection Palestine has with the global um, uh, politics. Uh, Palestine is very important for global politics, and it has been shaping global uh, politics, especially Gaza these days, where a second Palestinian Nakba, another genocide against the Palestinian people, my people, my family uh, in Gaza, uh, are facing genocide uh, as we speak. So we try to um, connect Gaza with the rest of the world, but also connect the rest of the world with Gaza and Palestine through this uh, uh, podcast. I grew up in Gaza. My family is still in Gaza. We come from a town called Aqr in today's Israel. We've been living as refugees in Gaza for 75 years. This is just a context for people to understand uh, what's happening in, in, in Gaza today and that it did not start in October uh, Uh, seven. Uh, we will be talking about politics, um, but also other things. Uh, I have a, an MA in international relations from the University of Malaya. This is for listeners to um, get to know more about me. And I have a PhD in Middle Eastern Studies from Sakari University in, in Turkey. And uh, very glad to be joined today by uh, Tony and uh, Helena. Um, I have also worked on uh, the issue of Palestinian political prisoners, uh, where I co-edited and translated a book on Palestinian and Irish uh, hunger strikers, as well as Palestinian child prisoners. Um, so very happy to, to be with Tony and Helena today. Uh, Helena, please tell us more about yourself and Tony too, uh, so that we um, kick off this conversation today. Uh, Tony, do you want to go first? It'll only take me a moment. Obviously, I'm just thrilled to, to be involved because it's, it's, it's brilliant to have been asked. It's great to work with you guys in a collaboration. I know you've been working in this area for years. Helena, your, your background um, speaks for itself in terms of activism and, and working to raise these, these issues. So, so thank you for, for asking. I do want to say one thing that is important to me is that we are using the tagline on the podcast of One World, One Struggle. And that went around the world only, only last year when it was the 50th anniversary of Bloody Sunday, which was a civil rights march, which was looking for you know, the right to a decent job, decent home, and, uh, and, and, and a better future for people in Derry. And we know what happened on Bloody Sunday uh, and, how, and how, it was, how it was perceived and how it was a decades-long struggle to seek justice for the families. And One World, One Struggle actually resonates with me about th what we're trying to do here because we see now, as, as, as Yusuf said, 75 years since the Nakba. We're, we're, we're decades into this struggle and it is an eternal, it is, it is a universal struggle. So thank you guys for asking me and thank you for, for getting us involved. The lads on the Tortoise Shack were delighted to be asked and we were hoping that we can use our little bit of a platform to help get these voices out. Uh, so that's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm so excited to be involved. So thank you. Well, we're delighted, uh, Tony, to have you with us. Um, really, it's a great connection for us to be like connected with the global struggles. Um, 
My name's Helena Carbon. I grew up in England at the time of the decay of the British Empire, and now I find myself in the United States, actually in Washington, D.C., in the traditional land of the Piscataways, um, at a time of the decay of the American Empire. So I'm kind of like, this is uh, deja vu all over again. Um, but it's very important for people worldwide in the English-speaking world to connect on this struggle. I'm really delighted that Yusuf has all these connections in Malay Malaysia and that we have Tony there in Dublin. Um, I started out my career as a journalist in, in Beirut in the 1970s, and I was doing a lot of reporting on the struggle of the Palestinians in Beirut. And one of my early um, experiences was to cover for the Sunday Times of London the fall of the Telazata refugee camp, um, which was extremely grisly and bloody. And the uh, phalangist leader who, who led that assault on the camp took the journalists in beforehand and said, I am proud of what you're going to see in the camp. And to me, that just really underlined the cruelty that Palestinians have experienced, for, you know, in so many places, in so many ways. I then went and wrote a book about the PLO, and I've been doing a lot. Um, a few years ago, I published a great book called Gaza Writes Back. Um, the uh, the editor of this book, Rifat Larir, is in Gaza City right now. I, I am just terrified for Dr. Rifat Larir, and one of the contributors to the book was Dr. Yusuf Jamal. So Yusuf... It's great to be here and to do podcast with you. I've worked a lot with you on different projects, and I know that your voice um, will be really important and your leadership of this project. What, what I hope to bring to it is because for the past couple of years, I've really been looking at the global history of Western imperialism and how it's got how it got started, how it got to where it is. And by the way, you know, <laughs> the first settler colonial project of the English was, of course, in Ireland back in the in in the uh, 1500s. We shouldn't forget that. Um, so there's a lot going on, obviously, in Gaza City that we're concerned about. But there is also a lot going on in the international field where um, it's not just the Arabs and the Islamic states but also the, the, the whole of the global south and the global majority is concerned about this issue. And um, I, I'm really thrilled to be working with Yusuf and, and you, Tony, on, on taking this project forward. Thanks, Selena. Yusuf, can we can we just say, give listeners an idea of what we're hoping to discuss? We're gonna we're hoping to do this twice weekly while the crisis unfolds. Uh, if you want to give an idea of what yourself and Helena will be talking about, me occasionally and 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 the odd guests, what what are you hoping to discuss here? We hope to discuss uh, Palestine from a global uh, perspective uh, and global politics perspective. Uh, we have seen how Palestine shapes global politics. And this has been very evident uh, in the most recent escalation in Gaza, uh, where, you know, superpowers have been, you know, competing over reaching a ceasefire in Gaza, where the United States has refused um, to allow for a resolution in the Security Council so that a ceasefire takes place in Gaza while Russia and China 
proposed um, such resolutions. So Gaza is very important for the world, and it's very important for the consciousness of the world. We've seen how protests all over the world, um, from Dublin, from Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Rome, Istanbul, Kuala Lumpur, and Jakarta, um, have taken a place in solidarity with the Palestinian people. So this is one um, you know, one word, one struggle for real. Um, it's not just the struggle of the Palestinian people. It's the struggle of the Irish people. It's the struggle of all indigenous people across the globe. I have received uh, messages of solidarity from Hawaii, uh, from the indigenous people, Kanaka Maoli in, in Hawaii, from Maori people in New Zealand. So it's a global struggle. Uh, Palestinian people, Palestine represents, uh, you know, a lot of, um, things for a lot of people across the globe. I have seen indigenous people in Minnesota uh, at the front lines of protests. So this is not just the protests of, of Palestine, it's the protests of the world. So we're trying to put Palestine in a global context. I remember I was in the U.S. Um, almost a month ago and I met Helena and I went to Tacoma College in Washington where I met a um, Native American who told me European settlers have done exactly the same to us. They burnt our houses. So this is, you know, the struggle in Palestine means a lot to a lot of people um, across the globe, not just in Palestine and Gaza. And, and Helena, can I ask just, just, just before we wrap this further, because this is just a little teaser for our taster for, for listeners. Um, Obviously, you are a dedicated for, um, activist, writer, and uh, a person who has spoken about geopolitics for a long time. Um, the last few weeks, the last month in Gaza, this is why we're doing this, because we've, you, we've not seen anything like this before. And this is just particularly cruel. Yes, I think, um, obviously, what the Israelis are doing with the full support of my government here in Washington, D.C., is extremely cruel. And it's um, revealing to the whole world the nature of American power, which is you know, exercised through violence and force and sending military force, not just to, to um, sending bombs to as many bombs as the Israelis want large bombs, small bombs, all kinds of bombs, intelligence, even people to help them figure out how to wage their struggle in, in Gaza. But they're also bombing and shelling um, in Syria, and um, they're helping to to bomb and shell in, in Yemen. So this is a, a broad regional question, and the... Um, the U.S. is very involved. I'm hoping that through our discussions and through watching the relationship between the, um, the United States and the American people, which have gotten used to the idea that they should dominate the diplomacy between Israel and the Arab states, is going to have to understand that this is not it's not an American backyard. This is the concern of the whole world community, and the United Nations is the body that needs to take over this diplomacy and needs to end the occupation of Gaza and the West Bank once and for all. Because let's not forget the West Bank. I know Yusuf doesn't, but these, the struggle in the West Bank is very difficult too these days. 
right, can I say one little thing just for listeners' benefits? Subscribe, rate, review, share, tell people. This will be on Spotify, Apple, everywhere you want to find us. We will be everywhere. We'll be on your social media networks. You'll be able to see us, and we will be promoting it across them. But make sure you tell people, because we rely on word of mouth to get those voices out there. And that that is my big push for you now. This is just, as I said... The guys are, have trusted us to, to, to come on board and share and work as a collaboration to try and get this out there. You won't hear too much from me. We'll, we'll be hoping that this just you guys take this forward, but I will ask you all to make sure you let people know where to find it. The links will be in this podcast. When you're seeing it, when it comes out, you'll be able to click on and you hit that subscribe button and you also let your friends people know that this is where it's coming from. So, so thank you both for, for, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Tony. Great working with you and, and Yusuf. Take it from here. Thank you all for listening. And we will be back shortly with um, the first episode. The Palcast is a collaboration between Just World Educational, which is a nonprofit organization based here in Washington, D.C., and the Tortoise Shack Media, which is a wonderful production facility in Dublin. And we're also delighted to have Yusuf Al-Jamal with us from Sakaria, Turkey.